we'll stop pretending to sit back, relax, and chat back that we believe in. Talk about our favorite comic book, book. our favorite lyric hook, hook. all these new stories of your shady crook. Welcome to the Bad Sun. Welcome to the Bad Sun. Hello, my people. This episode of the Bad Sons broadcast. Nah, nah. Goes out to my people from Mars. I miss you, brothers and sisters. And for this reason, we will be talking about my past society, our future society, where mankind stands and where they will fall. I have Kenny Mandershine here. Hello. And I am Aknan Bakak. Welcome to the Bad Sons Podcast. That's like the sickest part of that whole thing. So if you guys weren't aware oh, wow. what song that was, that was the, uh, I guess, since uh, our cartoon episode, the infamous Men in Black animated series theme song. By infamous, you- I mean all four of you who've listened to it have <laughs> heard us talk about it before. <laughs> so last night I went to uh, London Drugs, and as you know, my people love dark chocolate, <laughs> uh, especially from Madagascar. Okay. And uh, so I got a, a lint uh, dark chocolate Madagascar bar, and I also got it was, it was uh, two for six dollars. So I also got a uh, cranberry dark chocolate <laughs> Madagascar bar, and there's a really cute girl working at like the till. And uh, yeah, so I take this up. I also had a pair of needle nose pliers, and like I was just crushing on this girl really fucking hard. Super cute. And in my hands, the other three <laughs> objects I had were three men in black action figure toys that were that on is sale. amazing and i felt so embarrassed you put them back no you, not at all thank Fuck god no. they're on sale they're fucking perfect you know what i i think uh which london drugs was it because i was at london drugs on the weekend and i saw men in black yeah. figures that i was gonna buy was the one on a street uh no i went to oh, the one okay. in lawson on the weekend Shit, i'm gonna have to hit up lawson <laughs> yeah so that, that kind of relates already to our <laughs> podcast so uh what's the my... what's the cute girl have to do with it though and the pliers. Oh. What do the pliers have to do? I needed to change my car battery so I could keep adding to my car batteries to power my ship. And uh, the cute girl, she would have been great for reproduction. Um, yeah, so basically Kenny asked me like two weeks ago, can I like, can maybe I step up and like, host one of the podcasts instead of him having to like kind of mediate everything and keep it on track. So I wasn't saying it in like an asshole way though. <laughs> Today we're keeping it on track. Um, if, if you can hear, that's good. This is what you're tuning into. And uh, if you can hear that, that's a banana and imagine orange smacking together. And what's weird is that we share 99.9% of our genome with this banana right here. And probably very similar amount to this orange right here. And they're smacking together. So that's like, and they're both ovaries of plants. And what I'm trying to illustrate here was this, this shit I'm talking is that, uh, there's like so much complexity just to our world. Maybe there's, uh, a little bit that goes unknown. Okay. So, so what are we talking about we, this week after today, talking about like this week we're talking about the unknown and, uh, I'll mostly talk about aliens, but uh, there's like some other unknown things that we don't know because they're unknown. And uh, so the 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 topic for this was <laughs> kind of come up with last minute, and it was pretty vague. Would would you say? 
I would yeah. <laughs> so uh, I Connor came up with kind of keep aliens, and then he changes something else and something else. And I said, hey, like uh, originally it was supposed to be the second conspiracy podcast, and I said, hey, how about we just talk about like uh, basically like mysteries of the universe, like weird stuff like that, stuff yeah, that we want to specify can't be explained, just random stuff to, to basically. I just wanted to talk about interesting stories that not many people may know about stuff that I find interesting and I think you wanted to do the same way so I think when we talk about the unexplained it's it's pretty much ties it all together mm-hmm. um, I, I more so just want to talk about my uh, my race people and like kind of our habits and these are like intuitive habits they're not things that like that I've been taught by society but I think it's just things that I've kind of inherited you know through being on this planet, like, I am a brother from another planet, and, uh, I don't know, I, I think about this lots, and I dwell on it, so I, I thought I might as well share that with some people, so they know where I'm coming from, you know, maybe they'll pick up what I'm coming down <laughs> Okay, so, uh, I don't know, um, recently, it was recommended to me by Connor and Mitch from, uh, the Halloween Edition podcasts to, uh, watch the Alien movies. Oh my god. Because I've never seen them before. And I recently <laughs> dished out a shitload of money for the the Saw movies that I still haven't gotten around to. So when the <laughs> the Alien movies were brought to my attention, I mean, of course, when you're still trying to recoup funds from dishing out money for your last recommendation, you're it's not smart to dish more money out for another yeah, one. Watch but movies are your own. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> ended up saying fuck that and got all the Alien movies anyways. So I'm oh, hurting for cash. Are you on them? No, oh, I went fuck. and bought them all on Blu-ray. <gasps> Shit, so uh, it's worth it. Yeah, it, uh, I've watched uh, the first two, and uh, I think I talked about the first one a little bit. I think uh, I really liked it, but uh, I definitely, after watching Aliens, the second one, I definitely have come to understand the love that everybody has for that franchise. Like, so let's get into it. We're going to do a couple top five lists, very different ones. Are we? <laughs> I'm just going to quickly list. I want to keep Kenny uh, guessing for this whole episode. So, uh, <laughs> well, you already have me guessing. <laughs> mystery, it's unknown. Like the, the, the episode has to be unknown. You can't know what's going on unless you're. Uh, this is this is like a, a plane crash already. Unless you're an it's alien from a movie I watched last night. All you need is kill, uh, aka the Edge of Tomorrow, based on the the graphic manga novel. I think it was All You Need Is Kill. So yeah, that's that's a, a great. Uh, that's the alien Tom Cruise movie. one. Yeah, Tom Cruise is actually fucking good in it. Yeah, I've heard I, hit and miss things about his movies. I haven't yeah. really seen too many. The only one I remember seeing is um, like I saw Mission Impossible in school, and I didn't like it too much. But he's kind of like uh, oh yeah, go ahead. I liked uh, Night and Day. If you've seen that one, it's like him as a secret agent and uh, Cameron Diaz. Okay, weird. I actually really liked it. But I'm weird into like action rom coms and shit. So he's gotten like a lot better at acting than he used to be. Like a kind of weird uh, few degrees of separation thing. Ridley Scott, who directed the first Alien movie and uh, um, and the movie Blade Runner, um, he his movie after Blade Runner they made was Legend, starring Tom Cruise, who's completely fucking wooden in that movie. It's, it's a really visually stunning movie. It's like a great movie, but he just plays a wooden character, and then like 
Edge of Tomorrow, I'd highly recommend. So that's my number one on my list of alien movies do you should check out. Do you feel like Tom Cruise maybe got more in touch with the sci-fi due to uh, his ties with Scientology? Do you feel like possibly. believing that your lord is like an extraterrestrial being could possibly have influenced his... Uh, no, like uh, Lord Zenu? Yeah, but like, like <laughs> I don't know. Everyone brags on Scientology. It's like it's if, definitely if interesting. Choose something to believe in and like subscribe to something. And like, I think it's a great organization if that's like what you're into. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Do you think that maybe has in, impacted? Because uh, you see more now than before. He's been popping up more in uh, like what was the other one? Uh, Jack Reacher, I think yeah. it was. Was that one like space oriented no, too? No, that's like a franchise Tom Clancy type shit. I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. I thought that one was like also like space. Wasn't in that like Oblivion movie though? Uh, probably. There's yeah. so many fucking movies coming out, but like, yeah, yeah it uh, maybe. I don't know. I I just feel like that maybe has an impact on the roles he's deciding yeah. to play. You know? I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. He's he's just like a lot more emotional. He's not like a piece of fucking cardboard. That's probably um, the divorce. So then the next one I would <laughs> highly recommend. This is like a movie that I, I don't know. I, I was watching it. And it's just like so subtle, and there's nothing like like gory or nothing that like really like pops out at you. But it's, it like still terrified me nonetheless. And this is the movie Sphere. Um, I think it's up on Netflix as Samuel Jackson in it if you can't find it and you're trying to, but yeah, I'd highly recommend Sphere. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but it's basically just about a bunch of people working in, uh, underwater, like sea level or they're basically on the ocean floor in like a laboratory and, uh, they come into contact with the alien underwater and, really? uh, yeah, it's a really fucking intense movie. That sounds interesting, actually. Yeah. I really like the idea of sea labs underwater. I think that's, like, such a cool idea. I remember watching, like, uh, an episode of uh, Popular Mechanics for Kids when Alicia Cuthbert was still, like, hosting it. Yeah. And uh, I think it was maybe even her and Jay Bayrouchel or whatever. Yeah. They were... They were visiting an underwater lab, and I just remember them, like, explaining it, like, basically, it's just, like, a bowl that's flipped upside down, yeah, and it just, like, keeps the it. air, and that blew my fucking mind as a kid. I was like, you're telling me we could have whole entire, like, cities underwater? Yeah. Like, that's... But you need, like, foliage and stuff to keep air levels. That, and, like... It's a bio... Biodomes don't really work, because they try to do a biodome, and you can't maintain... Which is an amazing fucking movie, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Biodome's a good movie, not an alien Holly movie. Shore? Shout out, Maybe. Martin Lawrence, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Yeah, let's start, let, uh, let's start a petition. Let's get a movie going with uh, Tim Robbins, Martin Lawrence, and Pauly Shore. I think I'm that would be, I would that. pay for that. Dan Aykroyd. Hits of the 90s, Dan Aykroyd. Okay, Dan Aykroyd and uh, Tim Robbins are brothers. And then they find out they have two other brothers and they have to track them down. So they hire Martin Lawrence as their driver only to find and to track down their third brother. But Martin Lawrence is the other brother? Yeah, you find that. Well, so, you so the whole the movie, fucking movie, man. So the whole movie? How about the whole movie? Yeah. Uh, let's say Tim Robbins is a joke, just keeps calling him his brother. So he's like, my brother, my brother, the whole movie. But it turns out at the very end, they actually are brothers. So yeah. then you have this heartfelt scene Shit. where they're having this embrace. And they're, they find out they're brothers and they're hugging and they're crying and they're like, my brother. <laughs> yeah, it worked. And then here's the third actor. He's going to... Oh, Pauly Shore. Pauly Shore, like, attempts... They get put in jail at one point, and he attempts to start digging, like, a hole in the wall. 
Yeah, we should uh, call with it. With a spoon, and then Tim Robbins like, that's fucking stupid. I think they tried this once. I think it's called Four Brothers. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, we should get Mark Wahlberg. In this but, uh, yeah, so I'd say my third favorite alien-based movie would be... And these are all pretty, like, recent history, except for, like, a couple who just... They've just stuck with me, but... I really wish you would have given me this list to make last night. Oh, you can make the next podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so this, like, third one would probably be Predators with Adrian Brody. That's the newer had, one? Yeah. Um, there's multiple Predators, and they're on uh, a planet that's not Earth, which is, like, very cool. I, I just think that's, like, amazing when like, a director can make like filming shit on earth look like a completely different planet i got uh i was gonna tell you too i got uh that on the weekend too i got predator one two and predators all on like one blu-ray it's like normally like 35 bucks at best buy and i got it it was on sale for some reason for 10 bucks so i got all three for 10 bucks on blu-ray this episode is brought to you by best buy the best buys yo you yo best buy if you're listening to this uh you can just keep that check you were going to send our way and, uh, you know, send me an Xbox One. That'd yeah. Be, that'd be great. And uh, send us Knack for Xbox One. It looks so good. Knack? What's that? Isn't that... That's only a PlayStation. Let's send it for Xbox One. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, let's go number four. I would say number four... This is hard, man. <laughs> this, I feel bad. Would you now say Independence you, Day? No, I don't like. I would have that. Day. I would have that in my list probably. I would have Men in Black one and two C- and K- three in my list. There it is. Men I would Black have series. District Nine. The Men in Black series, and then District Nine is like an honorable mention. It's good, but it's just like so South African. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. it really is. Like it's about the apartheid. It's like yeah. nothing else. There's actually a very cool um, movie that's going to be coming out next year, and I found out about it. I kind of heard some stuff about it, but now I saw the trailer today. It's called Chappie, and it's basically about this robot in uh, South Africa. This kid basically designs and, like, he builds this humanoid robot, and then uh, these two gangsters basically kidnap the robot and start to teach it. Since it's, like, a conscious being, they start to teach it to be, like, a gangster. And uh, it's it looks so good. Like uh, Hugh Grant is going to be in it, terrible. and then the two people who are teaching it to kind of be like a South African gangster are the two people from Die Antwerp. Oh, you know what? I actually saw somebody post a uh, a trailer about that. It today. looks I, actually. You know great. what? I think I saw Mitch post a trailer yeah. about that. I'm today. Just, I, I don't know why, but I'm just like anticipating it so fucking hard. Oh. Uh, it looks like really good. I'll have to check it out after this, but... Is Mitch's uh, Instagram, what was it? Uh, at MitchOliver14. Oh, okay, never mind. On Instagram. Um, Shout out to uh, fanboys at large. Yeah, the, like the sickest podcast. All my shit, man. You know what? Those those guys, I I listen to their podcast all the time. That's that one that we listened to the one day where they, oh, really they did like the, the casting and stuff for... They wanted to do... Um, casting for marvel knights and stuff like that or they, they just talk about all things comic book those guys are awesome too if you like comic books yeah, check out, out fanboys, to, at large. Uh, fanboys at large thank you very much for liking all my insta shit That's i i uh, cool. i sent them they liked our insta shit too oh really? uh, they 
yeah, those guys are, are really cool. Yeah, so uh, props to them. Check you know, out. It costs nothing to support an artist, and you get something back in the future. Hopefully, they're still listening. If, if you guys are, then uh, so thank you. thanks. I mean, um, I, I know sometimes we <laughs> come off a little bit boring, but... Okay, so back to this. <laughs> My definitive Alien movie is Alien, of course. The first one? Yes, absolutely. Ridley Scott is so fucking amazing. I would put Blade Runner on this list if it wasn't just a future, but we'll have a future podcast. In have you future. seen Chronicle? Um, yeah, it was good. I would say that's an Alien one. Kind of. He, it's like... Yeah. What about... Uh, it's an alien movie as much as Meteorite Man's an alien movie. I've never seen that one. Okay. What about, uh, like, Superman's an alien movie? Yeah, that's true. Man of Steel? Yeah. What about, um... What was that one? Is it Spielberg? Where the fucking... Ah, uh, Super 8. Super 8's alright. It's just... <laughs> if, if they actually just redid that whole movie... This goes for Legend, too. If they redid Legend and just redubbed the whole movie, it would be flawless. If they took Super 8... And took out every scene where they show like just a glimpse of the like alien or like the full alien, and like even put like Alf as like the alien, <laughs> alien. anything but what they did. I I would think it was a fucking amazing movie, but it's just like the alien they chose is so fucking generic and boring, and like yeah. nothing cool about it, like nothing intriguing. And it doesn't feel. It feels like uh, like biohazard accident rather than an alien from another planet. Have you seen? Um Edge of Tomorrow does aliens perfectly, in my opinion. Have you seen Dark Skies before? That looked terrible. Energy aliens? I don't want to see that. That one? Uh, I don't know if that's energy aliens. Dark it's, Skies. It's really fucking weird, though. Like, well, I'm thinking Darkest Hour. At, at some point, there's, like, the family's, like, held up in the this, like, one bedroom, and there's, like, I think it's aliens, like, banging on the fucking door. It's super terrifying. Same with uh, The Fourth Kind. Have you seen that one? No. That one's a really fucked up alien movie too. Actually, uh, like horror movie fanatic I worked with at the city told me about Fourth Kind every single day of work. Oh man, like uh, I remember uh, my friend purposely rented it to watch it with a girl so you could cuddle with her, and like it worked because she ended up like staying at his house that night because she was too scared to go home by herself. Because there's one really creepy part of that movie. Spoilers. Yeah. Where they say that. Uh, the alien looked like a like a white owl looking through your window or something like that. Okay. And and she just kept picturing like white owls, and it's just like a fucking creepy like imagery, just like something that's like earthbound as, as and as simple as like a white owl. Yeah. If you were to picture one in your head staring at you through your, your window, it's just creepy to even think about. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's I don't know. I'm I'm not. I never actually pegged myself for, like, a big alien or sci-fi guy, but now that we're talking about alien movies, I'm starting to realize how many of them I actually like. Well, yeah, we'll get into this, like, a bit later, but it's, like, the honest reality. You go to a fucking zoo, and you walk around for a bit, and you realize very quickly that you're an alien, that, like, we do everything that we are scared of aliens doing to us, but we do it to every other creature on Earth. We don't know how to communicate with any of our creatures on Earth. So, like, I don't know. Do you watch uh, Twilight Zone at all? Oh, yeah, I love Twilight Zone. I Did actually you ever see that the episode? Twilight Zone movie on the weekend and watched that. That's a good uh, kind of alien-type movie. Was it the movie? I just heard there was a story. I think somebody mentioned that Neil Patrick Harris was in Twilight Zone or oh, something cool. at some point. Like an old one? Yeah, I don't know if it was him, though, Jeremy in Pinkman this used one. to be in it, too. But there's... 
I remember hearing one where uh, the whole like Twilight Zone thing was like this person got abducted by aliens and they got like thrown into basically like a house and uh, they were like freaking out and trying to leave and all they saw were like lights and like darkness everywhere and then at one point like all the windows and everything opened up and there was light coming through and the person like went to the door to go see like what was going on and they looked outside and then it showed like an outside view of aliens watching them oh, and it wow. was like a zoo sign that said like specimen human like yeah. this age and stuff that's i just remember hearing that like when you were talking about uh like zoo animals and shit it just reminded me of that this is the same thing happens on uh futurama oh really yeah it's like really cool yeah, Futurama is a really good alien TV show as yeah. well. I would definitely say Men in Black. Uh, one, uh, maybe not two, but one and three are for sure really, really good Men in Black movies. I agree with that. The second one's kind of lacking in every aspect. I like. I went and saw number three in theaters, and I, I just like, I fell in love with that movie. I don't know if it was because it kind of like recaptured my childhood somehow or what. But when like, he time travels and guys like. You gotta get really high to do this. Yeah. He's like, no, man. He's like, no, man. Like, really high. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's such a good movie. And, like, uh, the guy who plays Jermaine in uh, uh, Flight of the Concords, he was, like, a really good villain. Oh, yeah. Fucking good. I think he was, like, perfect for that role. But nothing comes creepier than uh, the exterminator from the first one. Yeah. Or, like, uh, the, the alien that keeps saying, like, Sugar Orion, water. Orion's belts, that, that, like, creepy little alien in the guy's head. Yeah. Like that, that movie, honestly, if, if I never saw that movie, half of my childhood would be gone because me and my brother spent so, so many nights and so many days playing Men in Black. We'd like pretend to erase each other's memory and like secret agents. And we'd like, uh, my mom even bought my brother like a really cheap suit from Value Village one year so he could go to school as, uh, Jay from Men in Black. Like, but he's he's K. He's obviously K. But he, yeah, he wasn't old enough to be K, so he went as Jay. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, race doesn't it's mean fair. shit. Okay. What? But. I never said that. <laughs> he had the spunk of he, Jay. He drives, right? Your brother's the one who drives. Uh, no. No? Okay. No, he's not allowed to drive. Really? <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you. Uh, okay, so maybe we should get into some of the more real alien or maybe then you know what aliens are just like the unknown for us if we let's say unexplainable phenomenon yeah. that may or may not be extraterrestrial related okay so hit me with some shit kenny okay so we were gonna do a collective top five for this so it's easier for me to post i'm about so to i picked two and uh the one that i wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about last time was uh a time traveler named john Titor or Titor, but upon doing research, it was not the story that I was thinking of when I thought of, uh, like, time travel story, but I did find the one I was looking for. Um, It's called uh, A Man from Torad, Mystery Man from Torad. Uh, It's, like, subtitled A Man Without a Country, so I'm just going to read this to you. It's from uh, (laughs) Hoof fortedblog.com it's, it's titled Man Without a Country, The Mystery Man from Torred. It's by uh, Ken Summers and it was posted May 20th, 2014. So, cite your sources, right, Connor? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, this is the, the story. Um, 
I'm just going to skip ahead to the actual story, none of the uh, setup or anything. Uh, the year was 1954. It was hotter than normal in Tokyo. But at Haneda Airport, it was business as usual. That is, of course, until one unknown date when a routine European inbound flight dropped off its passengers. As the crowd made its way through customs, a neatly dressed middle-aged Caucasian man stepped up and told officials this was not a normal business trip or for him. Oh, wait. One of, one of three so far this year to Japan. Okay, that made no sense, but uh, his primary language was French, yet he spoke Japanese and several other languages. In his wallet was a variety of currencies from various European countries, as if to verify his frequent flyer tendencies. When they asked him for his country of origin, things became strange. He casually stated that he was from Torred. On the border between France and Spain, the officials told him that Torred did not exist, but he presented them with his passport, issued by the non-existent country of Torred, which also showed visa stamps corroborating his previous business travels to Japan and other countries. Yet, when they called the company, he said he was having a meeting with. They had never heard of him or his company ever before that moment. The hotel he had reserved a room at had no reservation for such a person, and the bank listed on his checkbook appeared not to exist. Yeah. So, uh, this there's an attached picture of a map <coughs> where uh, Torred was supposed to exist. So it's on here somewhere. I'm just too lazy to look for it, but uh, you can't see it anywhere. Uh, the bearded man scoffed. Surely this was some elaborate practical joke for his benefit. Custom officials <coughs> showed him a world map and pointed to the tiny country of Andorra. Perhaps that was his real country of origin, and somehow he was either mistaken or having his own little joke. The man became irate, said that Andorra didn't exist, but it was right where Torred should be. His proud country had existed for a thousand years. Still in shock over his misplaced homeland, the mystery man was detained by customs and given a room to a nearby hotel for the night while officials tried to figure out what was going on. So, <clears throat> That's intense. you're at an airport in Tokyo. You speak Japanese. Some business guy shows up. He's Caucasian. He's in a suit. He looks fancy dressed. Everything he gives you looks completely official. This is in the 50s where yeah. faking shit was extremely difficult. He gives you all of these official documents. You have no explanation for it. He's telling you he's from these fake countries, all this other shit. But security protocols tell you to detain this person. What, like, what do you do? How do you react to that situation? I don't know, man. Just, like he's either the original Frank Abigail or he fucking is an alien. Who's Frank Abigail? Catch me if you can. Oh, I gotcha. So, uh, is that a real picture? The following morning, <laughs> oh my God, the mystery deepens. Into a wormhole. Torrid's one and only known resident completely vanished from his hotel room, which had been guarded by immigration officers all night long. And to make matters worse, all of his personal documents, including his passports and driver's license issued by the mystery country, vanished from the airport security room. Police and airport officials searched in vain for the mysterious man. It was as if the whole encounter had never happened. No documentation verifying the story has yet surfaced, but it is mentioned in several books, including The Directory of Possibilities, The Strange But True Mysterious and Bizarre People, and giving its puzzling ending, I doubt that any official would have written up a report concluding that the man had all his documentation evidence simply vanished. So what do you think happened? 
Uh, surprisingly misplaced travelers such as the businessman from Torrid have appeared on many occasions. In 1851, a man was found wandering Frankfurt and der Oder in northeast Germany who claimed he was from a country called Lax Area on the continent of Sacria. Another young man who spoke of completely unrecognizable language was caught stealing a loaf of bread in Paris in 1905. He said he was from Lisbia which authorities assumed was Lisbon or Lisboa in Portuguese, yet his language was not Portuguese, nor did he recognize a map of Portugal as his homeland. Is Torrid out there somewhere, and what about Laxaria or Lisbia? Did these men fall backward through time or pass through dimensions, or were they simply er, perpetrating a hoax or mentally ill? So Shit, that's crazy. That's the man from Torrid. There's, there's the story there for you. Um... I heard about this on Telling Steve Dave, actually, yeah. which is why, I don't know, it's, it's when I listened to it for the first time, which I hope you guys are getting the same feeling, I was puzzled, yeah. and I was intrigued, so... Uh, Maybe he's not from another planet, or even from the future, but just from sideways. Well, the only, th- there's, there's three possibilities I can think of, okay? So the first one, it was all a prank. He had a bunch of people in on it. Uh, it was all to prank one person. That's why the documents uh, disappeared. That's why, uh, like, somebody came, grabbed the documents from the office after the guy they were pranking left, and, and they brought the guy to the hotel room. This guy that they were pranking made sure the guy was in the hotel room, and then they let the guy go. You know, it, it could have yeah, been a prank, logical, which is yeah. completely logical. It could have been, like, this big thing. Like, I've I've heard of crazy pranks like that before, right? Like a government test to see if their security is even working. Exactly. Um, the second thing I can think of is... It was in the 50s, I believe, I said. So it was, it was just after, let me see, 1954. So it was... In Japan, shortly after World War II, yeah. like it could have had something to do with that, like the bombing. Governments going there to have like some sort of meeting, and uh, this government agent got checked, and they didn't want to raise too many suspicions, so they faked it, and you know they got came up with these lies to tell these like stupid airport security guys, and the agent snuck out and went elsewhere, right? So. That's another theory. The third theory is one that I'm, I'm starting to lean towards because I want to believe that there's other things out there, is that this guy actually did slip into our dimension. Um, I really want to believe that, like, throughout our history, there are people... <laughs> there are people who aren't, like... All, anybody who says they're from... Okay, Connor. <laughs> Uh, anybody who says they're from a different dimension isn't necessarily mentally ill or trying to pull one over on someone. I actually genuinely want to believe that there is, like, if you think about it, like, the, the universe is infinite, so there has to be other life out there. There has to be other dimensions. There's proof that there's other dimensions and other places to go. So... I genuinely want to believe that somewhere else there's this a dimension with technology to get somebody to our dimension, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you there. I would love that. So that's 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 my thing is like 
if not more than anything, it's an interesting story to tell your friends, right? Yeah. So, uh, that's one thing that, that puzzled me that I thought, uh, I'd, I'd like to share with everybody. Um, it's a mystery. My second mystery, which actually has a lot of possible scientific explanations that I'm really interested in. I actually watched a documentary called uh, Unexplained. Uh, spontaneous Human Combustion. Oh, shit. You like this, eh? And this is... Uh, I, I used to be like... People used to ask me, they were like, if you were to go out in a bang, what would be the craziest way for you to die? Like, some people would be like, oh, I'd run into a bank and just open fire. I'd do this, that, or I'd, I'd, I had one friend, he came up with this, like, really gruesome detail where he said, if I were to ever choose the way I'd die and it, and I wouldn't feel the pain and I'd, I'd just leave people all, like, mind boggled, what he'd do is he'd go to the top of a building, he'd make a new set of chicken wire, secure it to the top of the building, super glue his hands to his head and jump off, get his head cut off clean. So when he hits the ground, it looks like he pulled his head off of his body. And that's how he died. Oh, they wouldn't be able to see. Like, you, the body would be such a fucking... Well, yeah, but like, even if it was like a two-story building or something, you know, like something not super high, but still there. And I thought that was fucking messed up. But my thing was always spontaneous human combustion. Because it was that actual, like, unexplained death. There was... As far as I was concerned, it was the craziest, like, bizarre thing I've heard in a long time. People just igniting into fire for no reason, and there's no explanation for it, and the only evidence are ashes and then, like, feet and hands. There's nothing left of the body. See, if I, I'm actually very similar to you, the only way that I, like, choose to die, because otherwise I just want it to happen, and I wouldn't want to know how it's going to happen until it does but if I had to choose and make a choice, it'd be exactly like uh, like Doctor Manhattan. I'd be in like a particle accelerator or like something that just like evaporates away. you. Yeah, just like evaporated. See, my thing is is like <laughs> um, I want to be like if it, when I do eventually die, I want to be able to help somebody else that needs something. So like I, I'm an organ donor. So like if I were to die, I would want my organs to be donated to somebody else. If there's anything that is even usable, assuming, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't think there will be on other than that. Like I would be totally fine with my body being turned to ash right away because I don't want to cause like financial debt to anybody I love just to bury me and have that closure. I'd rather them just have like a get together and celebrate my memory and we have to clean up. Like I don't want to have to have somebody clean up my fucking dead body. Definitely. Uh, this is getting like really dark and gruesome maybe, but, uh, no, it's getting real. Kenny. It's seriously like one of the most intriguing things in the world to me, like scientifically everything. I was just trying super hard to find some sort of answer to spontaneous human combustion. So what, uh, if you don't you know what spontaneous human combustion is, what did you discover? basically it's, it's, uh, usually it's, let me read this to you. Actually, you there's the att- attributes, the characteristics. So, uh, there was a published paper called uh, Medical Jurisprudence. J- Jurisprudence? I don't know how to pronounce that. stated that commonalities among all recorded cases of spontaneous human combustion included the following characteristics. So, uh, the victims are chronic alcoholics. They're usually elderly females. 
The body has not burned spontaneously, but some lighted substance has come to contact with it. The hands and feet usually fall off, and the fire has caused very little damage to combustible things in contact with the body. The combustion of the body has left a residue of greasy and fetid ashes, very offensive in odor. So what's so interesting about it is, let's say you're sitting on a chair, made completely out of flammable fabric, flammable material, you have flammable curtains all around you, and you were to die from spontaneous human combustion. There is no burn damage to anything surrounding you, except for where your body was. Okay. There's pictures on the internet of people who've spontaneously human combusted, in bed, that the blankets they had over top of them didn't ignite, their body's complete ash, their hands and feet are still there. But the bed's perfectly intact. So you must burn from the inside out. Exactly. Why do your fucking hands and feet fall off? So, uh, I don't know. I think that the one theory that I really like is called uh, the wick effect. Which, this is what makes me really intrigued by this whole thing, is like science, right? So the wick effect hypothesis suggests that a small external flame source such as burning cigarette, charge the clothing of the victim at a location, splitting the skin and releasing subcutaneous fat, which is in turn absorbed into the burned clothing, acting as a wick. This combustion can continue for as long as the fuel is available. This hypothesis has been successfully tested with animal tissue and is consistent with evidence covered are recovered from cases of human combustion. The human body typically has enough stored energy in fat and other chemical stores to fully combust the body. Even lean people have several pounds of fat in their tissues. This fat, once heated by the burning clothes, wicks into the clothing much as candle wax, which typically was originally made of animal fat, wicks into a candle uh, lit candle wick to provide the fuel needed to keep the wick burning. The protein in the body also burns, but provides less energy than fat, with the water in the body being the main impedant to combustion, however slow oh, however slow combustion lasting hours gives the water time to evaporate slowly, which would require less energy than boiling water off quickly would. In an enclosed area, such as a house, the moisture will recondense nearby, such as on windows. Uh, note that feet often have the least fat, don't typically burn. Hands also have little fat, but may burn off on the abdomen, which provides all the f- needed fat. So that's, that's like my best explanation for it. And it's, it's kind of like funny because one. like this documentary that I watched, it's basically every single reported case. I think there's maybe one or two, but almost every single reported case, the person was a fat alcoholic who smoked constantly. So the other theory that I heard was that uh, you dr- this per- the person would drink so much alcohol that uh, the alcohol would and fat would like mix, and uh, your sweat would actually become um, like the chemicals in your body would also combine with it. And it, you like how some days like you'll get like hot flashes and you'll like sweat more. It basically turns into like kind of like napalm where it's just like super flammable. But for some reason, the water in your body evaporates it and contains it. 
I just think that's so interesting. Yeah, um, But it's still, like, it's unexplainable. There's absolutely no proof that either of these are actual explanations for it. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to let you talk for a bit, though, because I know you have three, and I've been talking for a while. But, yeah, those are, those are, those are my two really uh, intriguing stories involving uh, the unexplained, I guess. So Okay, so uh, one of mine, I don't really have anything in front of me, but it's just, like, a story that stuck with me for a long time, and uh, the first I heard of it was on uh, our uh, our God, our Bells <laughs> podcast, and basically it's about this individual who, it wasn't John Teeter, but I forget his name, and this individual basically would sidestep into parallel dimensions, and he went into great detail about this, but it wasn't only that that was like interesting about it, he... He knew, like, when he would call and, like, at what times, and he knew when he'd get through. And this is, like, a, a radio broadcast where there's millions of people trying to, like, get through the lines. And it's just, like, the weirdest fucking coincidences happen where, like, people get through the lines and are able to talk to Art. And he he knew for a fact, he's like, I'm going to be calling. Uh, I called next week, which is actually hasn't happened yet for me, so I'm going to have to go back to fix that paradox. Um, and then I also call a week from now, but I already did that last week or something like that. And, uh, he's basically saying that like, if, if you are aware, if you're basically not time traveling, but like traveling in, in time space, you have to, if you hear about a loop or like, uh, something you've done and, uh, you basically have to time travel back if you haven't done it already to do it. Otherwise, another version of you will be obligated to do it, to close the loop. Oh, okay. And apparently that's how, like, this guy basically explained that's how real paradoxes work, is that whether you do it or not, a version of you it's will, gonna happen. like, fix it. So it's, it's like if you were supposed to die and you suddenly just, like, take off to another dimension where the possibility or the probability of you dying is next to zero, another one of you will actually sidestep behind you and you're always moving over and you stay like a parallel distance away from yourself essentially so if you're time traveling into like the side the the neighboring dimension to like talk to yourself sorry it's too late but you've already time traveled into the neighboring dimension to talk to yourself in that dimension <laughs> and you you can never catch yourself so you can never talk to yourself yeah, so, like, so like paradoxes the whole thing can of, like, happen so the whole thing of like uh, going back in time to like change something or like going back in time to confront yourself because it'll change everything you're not supposed to do it yeah. it fit, like literally can't happen is what he's in saying in this guy's theory yeah and that's I, I thought it was like incredible and then he basically goes on to say that like the first time he time traveled he had to kind of make the decision knowing that he's never going to see those same people again. He can. I heard, I heard that one. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you can go up to the girl who was like his wife in the other dimension. She might still be his wife, but she might be a completely different person with a different set of problems. Yeah. And it's like, you miss one thing when you're developing or like one, one little incident changes you for a lifetime. So I, I thought it was just like incredibly deep and like this guy had every detail down and, a lot of people try to troll Art, Art Bell, but this guy, if he was trolling him, he did a fucking good job and trolled me too, so <laughs> that was, like, one thing I kind of want to touch on. Uh, Is that one of your three? Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, 
another one would be uh it's not like unicorns and it's not like bigfoot but it's just the idea that there are and were essentially like every creature that we well, basically like cryptids yeah exactly and that's like there's no like certain source I'm getting this from but it's like largely influential like influential in our culture and uh if you want to check out like a comic book about cryptids that's like more grounded and it's like a little in the vein of like detective shows and so that would be proof uh by Riley Rossmo so here's a shout out to Riley's comic book proof by Alex Gretchen I think is the writer too um but yeah, that was like a really fucking cool series just because they like show that like these things in their own mythology are like already rare and like aren't seen for thousands of years and then suddenly they take a little German boy and lead them to the house and have their way with this little German boy and little German boy runs back to Frankfurt and tells his mommy and daddy at the milk shack that what happened to him. And like this stuff is just like, I don't know. If that happens to a little kid in like the 1800s, what's to say that we have another hundred years to wait before we get to see fairies reemerge? Like, what was that one animal? It's like, uh, yeah, on the Joe Rogan podcast, they're talking about how they hadn't seen this one species of like, of like mouse or some shit, of like a rodent for like 75 years, and then suddenly it just like hopped out of the forest. And they walked up to somebody and they're like, oh my god. And it's like jackalopes. That happens all the time in like, yeah. uh, the jungles and this, the ocean specifically. Yeah. Because it's such a vast place. Fuck, I don't even want to think about what's in the ocean. Fucking uh, Lovecraft thing. Cthulhu is probably in the ocean for all we know. I think it's just Dr. Zoidberg, personally. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Actually, that's some shit. That's like uh, not a movie I recommend, but... Check out Lovecraft if you're into alien stuff, because holy fuck, it's, like, that, like, helplessness that Lovecraft, like, basically gives you in his writing is, like, the same helplessness we'd feel if aliens were to come. Did you like uh, Pacific Rim? That was another alien movie I was going to ask you Yeah, that was a good one. It's, like, very similar to, um, it was, like, very similar to Edge of Tomorrow in the way that it was, like, all set up with, like, having to use the alien's blood or, like, the alien's blood having something to do with it and, like the aliens being mentally connected and a lot of the same themes are like really cool hmm. but uh and both like humans using mech suits I think honestly those movies could work within like the same universe if they were tied together and I think the biggest thing I loved about uh Pacific Rim was uh Charlie Day as like the crazy wacky scientist his like partner who works with him who's in game of thrones which i love um charlie hunnam who's just like a sexy motherfucker and then uh the fact that it's like kazu or whatever from like godzilla are all like the creatures so they're kind of like bringing back that whole godzilla monster type shit which i'm excited about well godzilla came out too so they're trying to bring back the giant monster things but i've never really been a godzilla guy no i've never really mothra my first experience with Godzilla was the Matthew Broderick one, though. So. Oh yeah, those are that's a good movie too. I that's never, enjoyable. I never saw it, but I know like the because when I watched it, I was pretty young. I was at a friend's birthday party. 
And uh, I I hadn't seen him since like kindergarten. I went to a birthday party, so I, I like hadn't seen him for years. I sh- I show up there. There's nobody I know. Like whatever. I ended up watching Titanic and Godzilla by myself while the rest of the kids played in the basement because. Yeah, I, like, I, didn't, I didn't know anybody. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> so, know that feeling. Yeah. It's like when your parents are this, that. Not even parents, but like anyone when you're like a little kid who are that blind to like be like, yeah, you hang out with this kid for a while. You'll be really good friends. Well, like the thing was, is like that kid is genuinely like a good friend of mine. And then, you know, once I got there, it was cool. It was like old times. Like we hung out a little bit. But once other people started showing up, it was just like. It was his birthday. Yeah, and he wanted to hang out with all his friends, so I didn't want to be like, "Yo, why aren't you hanging out with me? Like, yeah. there's all your friends here. Like, let's hang out." You know, I was just like, "Whatever." Mm-hmm. First time just I watched Titanic too. Of, fuck, the situations are like the weirdest. There's countless ones where like my mom would drop me off at like my sister's boyfriend's house, and his little female cousin was there and glaring at me, and it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna fucking fuck off and exactly like you said just go like do some like find some comic books in the house or go watch tv without this other person i don't want to be around yeah what's weird is like most people have that stuff stop as they grow up but like i still live at home with my parents and now it's that same awkwardness but with like my mom's friends kids she'll like dump the kids off in the basement in like the a space that I pay rent to live in. It's like taking them over to the neighbor's house, dropping them off at the neighbor's house, and just leaving. You know? It's, like, really fucking annoying. I'll be, like, sitting in that... Like, okay, for example, the one time, my mom had this friend come out. I think from uh, Alberta or something. It was a friend that she hadn't seen in years, right? Her friend brought her kid. Her kid's, like, five years old. I'm... 21 at this point I'm like I don't want to entertain a kid I'm just like saying hi to this family to be friendly because yeah, they were exactly. close like, you don't go back downstairs entertain the kid don't make do you know what do you know what happens what my mom tells her friend yeah so Kenny knows how to play guitar do you want to see him play guitar I'm like I don't want to fucking play guitar for anybody. I want to go play fucking Halo in my room. Just like, let me fucking do my thing. Yeah. I pay rent to live here. So she goes, okay, let's go downstairs and see what Kenny's doing. Let's go see him play guitar. And I'm like, what the fuck? So they come downstairs with this kid. The kid's like, wow, that's cool. I eventually get guilt tripped into, can he hold your guitar? I'm like, well, it's kind of like a pricey guitar. I don't really want anybody to hold it. Well, can he, can he hold your old one? And then my mom just kind of like assumes, gives him the guitar. So he's holding my guitar. I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, show him how to play something. This five-year-old fucking yeah, kid. he's not going to learn. And I'm like, well, what's the point? And they're standing there like videotaping it, watching it, being like, oh my God, this is such a magical moment. And the whole time I'm thinking, just like, let me go play fucking Halo. Like, I'm not a babysitter, you know? And it's just like that same thing where it's like, as kids, it's different. You get dropped off at a house with kids that are your own age, you know? Yeah. And it, it's different. Like, sometimes they get along, sometimes they don't. What? Okay, my main question, whatever happened to just throwing your fucking kids in the living room, turning on the TV, and letting them fucking sit there for hours? Latchkey kids happen. Some of the best fucking days of my life were sitting at somebody else's house watching TV. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, say, like, uh, I asked my mom about this, like, 
I think maybe two years ago. I don't know how this this tangent started from Godzilla, but like I didn't know, <laughs> but basically just gotta get the shit out because it is like a fucking thing I have beef with. But it's like I asked, I was like, why the fuck do I have to like play with these like kids? Like they they don't seem interested in like playing. Like let them go do their own thing. My mom's response was, "Well, people did it for you when you're their age." <laughs> and it's like I never wanted anyone to, <laughs> exactly. have to play with me. I like. I was completely content bringing my own blank VHS tape to someone else's house because I had like fucking three channels. Yeah, and just so videotape like, a cartoon. Yeah, just to bring the videotape in and go through the channels and hit record when you find something worthwhile and you just made a movie. And the- I had more fucking fun doing that than like having to awkwardly converse with weird like older teenagers who are like, hey, bud. And you can tell they don't fucking give a yeah. fuck about you. Oh, so yeah. like. I just gave that kid while, that experience. While your mom like whispers in their ear, like play with this like little shit. I'll give you a Mickey later or something like that. Like, yeah, like who knows it's what this prize is? But it happens all the time. Like I'll go upstairs. There'll be like oh the fucking weirdest thing. I had to leave my house to go. Uh, I had to pick up some groceries from the store. I go upstairs. I'm like in a rush to get out, and I I like walk upstairs and there's this little girl standing in my living room all the lights are shut off she's holding a doll with the fucking head popped off jeez it looked like a horror movie and i had to stop and be like i thought my family was gone who the fuck is this little girl yeah so i had to like text my mom and be like oh yeah we just went in the backyard and i'm like okay well i'm leaving yeah i'm like jesus fuck like just stuff like that it's like so would this be your number two (laughs) <laughs> Most no. terrifying. Okay, no. so uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'll use that as my number two. Um, that's something I don't understand. Um, <laughs> uh, and then number three, I'll I'll just do this like fairly quickly. I've I think I've touched on this in one of the podcasts. I don't know where the fuck it would be. So if someone uh, knows, kudos to you. I'm not gonna look. Um, basically, I watched this, like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It was basically this, like, um, the speaker at one of these, like, conventions where they take, like, the whole, uh, extraterrestrial thing very seriously, and he goes into, like, extreme depth on describing the races and all of the interactions that humans have had with them over the years, all the official, uh, documentation that has been released and declassified. And basically, like, if you have any doubt in your mind of aliens, he, he like, gets rid of that doubt. And then after that first 30 minutes, I really wish I could cite this source because it's, like, I'm not doing it justice at all. But he basically goes into full depth about all the aliens and uh, types of aliens that are currently here on our planet. And uh, one of the things that he does say that, like, really stuck with me is the one person asked the question, are these aliens malevolent or are they benevolent and he replies they're just like humans on earth some of them are good some of them are evil some of them have no concept of good or evil some of them have like uh like huge sense of self-worth and they all have their own motivations for why they're here and what they're doing but then what really sets them apart is their traits and like their diversities and uh what his kind of conclusion was was there two types of aliens, ones that interact with humans and ones who, like, interact with humans uh, through their government, 
and ones who do not interact with humans through their government. And he said that uh, the ones that interact with us through our government are actually largely malevolent because why else would they work with our government? And uh, a lot of it gets kind of like weird after this, so it's up to like, your own interpretation. Like Kenny said, I want to believe. I also would like to believe. And uh, he basically says that these aliens who have been interacting with our government are the greys, the tall greys, as well as um, the reptilians. And these three alien races are so invested in us basically like fucking each other over, destroying each other, manipulating our economies, manipulating us. And uh, through this, they basically trade technology and uh, they well they basically explained that like a lot of Nazi technology a lot of USA military defense technology is all kind of like a result of trading with these greys reptilians and tall greys and then even though that sounds like a little bit fucking whack um, the kind of the nice part is that uh, we have a lot of aliens looking after us um, in the Andromeda galaxy specifically, which are supposedly one of the most advanced alien types. So they kind of are keeping like an eye out for us and making sure we're all right. I'm getting fucking distracted. Kenny's like scrolling off the page that nothing's piqued my interest like this much. Is it true? Uh, I don't know. Um, sorry for distracting you. I, was, I just saw yeah, this. So that's button. mine. Go look up this fucking, find it for me and send, send me what the link was because I can't find it anymore. You'll have to write me the three down so I can... Holy shit. Spider-Man's joining the Avengers. Robert Downey Jr. confirms. It's not confirmed, confirmed, Holy but it's... it's uh, he's been posting Holy cryptic messages. fuck. So there's rumors oh, that... Oh my god. Spider-Man might be in, uh... Oh my god. The Avengers... Oh. So, uh, yeah, this is on comicbookmovie.com. It's just speculation and rumor, like it's not confirmed, confirmed. It's confirmed, everyone. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, they also said and that... Martin uh, Lawrence is playing Doctor Strange. They also said that uh, Paul Rudd's no longer a con man in uh, Ant-Man. They changed the script a little bit, I guess, last minute. Oh, whatever. So that's, that's kind of cool, but... Yeah, I figured we'd uh, go out on some comic news, maybe. Or uh, right, have you read anything lately this. for comic books? I know you haven't really been keeping up too much lately. No, maybe, I don't know. The reason I've been keeping up is because I feel like at this point it's just... I feel like I got sucked in by the you, bullshit You know what's funny? It's after you were telling me how much like the, the comic book like stories and stuff haven't been that great lately and like you felt left, let down, I started feeling the same way. Until I read this week's comics, and then I was like, they're totally picking everything up again. What were they? Oh, uh, let me see. Original Sin. Yeah, Original Sin was terrible. Axis is uh, really bad, but a lot of good concepts are coming out of Axis. Uh, I read uh, Carnage Axis, number one, and it was actually really good. I told you about that one. It's basically like... uh, through the events of Axis, uh, Carnage starts to grow conscience out of nowhere, and he starts realizing like how bad of a person he actually is, and he wants to try and like do good and like help a little bit, but he also like does it in like a really brutal way where he like 
<laughs> he still has like that black and white line oh, yeah. that he, he follows. There's like no gray area. So like, it's just like a really interesting like concept that's going on. So, uh, oh, no fucking way. Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon to end with this season. Shit. Shit. That's actually something I was going to mention earlier in the podcast. Uh, the underwater layer of Doc Ock. Yeah, that was really cool too. Yeah, that was fucking sweet. Um, what else did I read? I'm trying to think. I read Batman e- Eternal, which has been my favorite book so far in like weeks, but uh, this week fucking, this week was really rough. Um, I read uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, just, just finished up uh, Original Sin finally, fucking three months later. Uh, they're gonna do Planet of the Symbiotes, which is gonna be fucking so cool. So that's one you should probably jump back on for, because I think that's gonna be interesting. Um, what else did I read? I read, uh, Deathstroke number one, which was pretty good. I like, uh, the way they're doing it. Um, Amazing Spider-Man was interesting. It was like a Miss Marvel team-up. I'm not really gonna give any spoilers, but it looks like they're tying that into Inhumans. Uh, Inhuman was also uh, insanely good. They brought back Black Bolt. Did I tell you that? Uh, I wouldn't know either way. <laughs> He's too fucking cool to like, get rid of. See, like they have like his uh, his brother is like basically holding him hostage. If you know who his brother is, what's his name again? Uh, it's like something like Black Bolt, isn't it? Uh, no, it's a little bit different. I can't think of his actual name, though. It was, it was a really good issue, though, of uh, Inhuman. The art's amazing. Charles Soule is a great writer, so check that out. Um, you haven't read anything in the past couple of weeks? Oh, I have. Uh, I read... I think I would highly recommend... I read a couple, so... I would highly recommend uh, Rasputin. Oh yeah, you were telling me that one. That one, yeah, the, Riley uh, Rossmo, you're like, <laughs> yes, your dream uh, artist. Sure, he's a great artist. And like this issue, he got like I'm not sure if he got a new colorist or if the colorist just like stepped his game up on his collaboration. But fuck, the colors were one of the best parts of that new magazine. And then I don't know. It's like it's gonna be a maxi series, so I'm kind of scared that they're not like putting enough in, but I haven't seen the second issue, so hopefully what's, tomorrow we'll see. What's Maxi series mean? So that's like up to that's like usually around twelve issues, but sometimes Oh more, really? Kinda like Secret Wars or just kinda like a limited run for now. Yeah. But yeah, it's like fucking cool, amazing art and they make they make Rasputin such like a compelling character from the first issue that you can't wait to see like what's gonna happen. It, it makes you like really wanna see like a series just based on him as a teenager like all the shit that he did how he learned to like master the dark arts and resurrect and shit like that like there's so much that can be done with the series now that they've basically set the groundwork and I don't know I'm really excited for that we um, should do that as uh, instead of the wondering why kids uh, the whole kids thing that we talked about we should have Rasputin the death of Rasputin to take over for like the unexplained yeah what do you think or do you want well I don't know how to explain the whole kids thing in that Instagram thing well you said that was going to be your second one what where we were talking about how parents just dumped their fucking kids off oh (laughs) what were your three put Rasputin (laughs) what were your three oh it was just the aliens and that 
guy parallel dimension. I thought I had two. That's why I was like, I have three. <laughs> I thought you were going to do three. So I was like, Fuck. so we'll do we'll we'll collab and say Death of Rasputin was another good one. Yeah, I'm explaining. Which he was a fucking. You need to look oh at that one, God. but he was shot, cool. poisoned, fucking Drowned. thrown into an icy river, and some people still think he's still alive. So uh, that's one you need to check out. Um, another really good comic that I would definitely check out is the newest. RoboCop series that's out right now. I forget what it is, but it's like art is incredible. The fucking story is like really fucking compelling, really cool. Uh, I thought that was a really cool comic, but I just kind of picked up on a whim. Um, so I highly recommend that. And then I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but Witches was fucking badass. Like I I don't like the main character, but I think that I don't know. Maybe they'll do something really cool with her. I think she, they're just trying to appeal to a different demographic that, like, hasn't been a main character yet, so we'll see. Hmm. That's cool. Um, so I'm going to, we're, we're going to take, we're going to take off. I'll give you two more things. Um, let's see. Uh, Marvel's trying something a little different with Black Panther, I guess. Okay. So, uh... Oh, that fucking concept art looks badass, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. I have no idea what I'm going to be reading here. This is the first time we've heard anything from the actor since the announcement, and to say he seems very excited would be an understatement. The Black Panther movie is obviously a huge deal and will be indeed be Marvel Studios' first project to feature an African-American actor in a leading role, Bozeman is quick to point out that Wesley Snipes brought another Marvel Comics character, Blade, to the screen in a series of movies many years before, and that Anthony Mackie's Falcon also played a prominent role in Captain America. Yep. He does, however, say that the studio planned to take a different approach in this particular movie. So I'm not seeing too many details, but... Just I'm fucking vague, so stoked for that, though. Vague comic book movie news as usual. Yeah. How about uh, Daredevil showrunner talks rating, uh, Elektra, Punisher, and the Defenders. Word. Uh, shows PG-16 rating. That's good. Which is good. It's going to be... Uh, NC-17. It's not NC-17, but it will be gritty, apparently. Uh, PG-16-ish, he said. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Um, a lot of Easter eggs. He says uh, these are all like his his tweets. Uh, who's this? The guy who is directing, I believe. And who's that? Stephen D. Knight. D. Knight. Um. Oh, apparently Daredevil's got a black suit in the show. Oh yeah, that's his. It's his original one in the comics, anyway, though, isn't it? I don't know. I, I've I've never really read too many Dare, Daredevil runs. I read a little bit of uh, the newest. I think the newest one. Yep. Um, I'm not too caught up. There's just so much to read. People love it. Oh, it's supposed to be so good. Yeah. One of my favorite Daredevil runs is. Uh, I think we talked about it on another one, but it's. Uh, it's actually not a Daredevil comic. It's uh, a Punisher one. Okay. It's called The Trial of the Punisher. There's like a two-issue miniseries, three-issue miniseries. Basically, uh, the Punisher gets... He turns himself in for basically being the Punisher. 
and he goes through the legal system, and uh, he hires uh, the Daredevil himself, Matt Murdock, to represent him in court. This is so that he's like true to his morals, or what? Uh, That's why he puts himself. So in he can, yeah. So he can tell that like he's being honest and like all this stuff, and so he can go in jail and kill everyone. That's what happens. Actually, is no. that he. Uh, he was actually going to kill, I think, the judge and another guy. He was a mob boss that was at a separate hearing in the same building. It's actually, like, such a good fucking story, though. So, uh, I would definitely suggest that. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm not seeing anything about Marvel Knights, though. I really hope they bring the Punisher to that de- Oh, wait. If you can make a show about a comic book character that isn't Daredevil, which would it be? And he said Punisher. Which is cool. So, I don't know. I think they should do a Punisher show. I think that would be yeah, really they good. Yeah, the rights back, so why the fuck not? Exactly. Um, I think... Better than Jessica Jones show. Who the fuck is Jessica Jones? I have no idea. Oh, they fucking... Power they were talking girlfriend. about... Uh, the new... There's some details leaked about the new... Um, Supergirl show on CBS. And they, yeah. lo- they leaked a lot of like plot points and character names and shit. Yeah. They're making Jimmy Olsen, like, a hunky love interest for cool. Supergirl. And, like, Lord. I'm not stoked on that. Why? I don't know. They're making... It's not going to be, Jimmy's like, a fucking milk toast in every other iteration. That's good. That's what his character is supposed to be, though. It is in every other one, but, like... They're, okay, so how do I explain it? Do things different. You can always go back to the original. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like they're basically saying it's going to be a Supergirl show, but there's going to be nothing involving Supergirl, except for she's going to have powers and an S on her chest, by the sounds of it. Why won't it involve Supergirl? Is her name not Kara anymore? Uh, I I don't... I think it is, but they're, like, changing everything about her, though. They're, like, giving her, like, a sister and, like, all this weird shit. Like, her sister's name is, like, Alexa, and it's going to be, like, painting for Lex Luthor and, like, all... I don't know. It's... I don't know how I feel about it. I'm going to reserve judgment till I watch it, but from what I hear, I'm not too stoked about it. Um, Silly putty. <laughs> just throws around anything. I don't know. Uh, I guess that's pretty much all we have to talk about this week. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming out and listening to us. Uh, this is the lowest spy, most underground podcast on iTunes, so if you're on iTunes, check us out. Thanks to all four of you for listening once again. Thank you, you guys. Hi, Tom. Our Instagram is at Bad Sons Podcast, so check us out there. And uh, comments to us, uh, send us a message, whatever you want. We're still looking for topics. It'd be really cool if like any of you guys could suggest something. So What's that? Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's all, right? Yeah. Talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Peace.